0: You're listening to 101.9 FM, KPCRLP, Santa Cruz. Tony Duchesne here and welcome to Drinks with Tony with my guest Andrew Miller. His novella is entitled Lady Tomahawk and it's part of L.A. Stories' three grindhouse novels. We chat how to start a cult. Is having sex with a goat really that bad? Setting Stories in 1980s Los Angeles, and Richard Gears Full Frontal Nudity in American Gigolo. Not only will you be inspired listening to this episode, you will perspire. Hi, I'm
1: Andrew Miller, and you're listening to Drinks with Tony.
2: Drinks with Tony
0: yeah. You're listening to Drinks with Tony. I'm your host, Tony Duchesne. Today on the show, we have Andrew Miller. His novella, Lady Tomahawk, is in L.A. Stories, three grindhouse novellas. The other authors are Alex Seezak with his novella, Temple of the Rat, Scotch Rutherford with his novella, The Roach King of Paradise, and of course, the headliner, Andrew Miller with his novella, Lady Tomahawk. Andrew, how are you?
1: I'm doing great, Tony. Thanks for having me on.
0: And, and and how how did these uh, other author schlubs get you? See, that's that's the main question, because because they're lucky. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I didn't mean. <laughs> I'm like trying to I'm trying to be insulting to people I don't know, and you're just like, dude, my friends want a project. Alec and Scotch are two
1: uh, great guys. Scotch is the first. Um, he's the first guy to ever publish me oh cool i don't have you met scotch because i i was telling him about this and you came to a reading that Is it switchblade does he do that at, switchblade? At switchblade yeah that's yeah that's, um, uh so scotch did switchblade he was the first guy to ever publish me and um alec does they got a cool uh, thing
0: going over there i like i like what yeah. they
1: do There is a whole story behind uh, why it's not around anymore. Um, Did someone get me too'd? uh, I mean, I I, I would encourage, (laughs) you know, I don't, (laughs) I would encourage people to read, uh, Scotch wrote a whole piece in Pulp Modern, which is one of Alec's publications about why Switchblade is not around anymore. But it's sort of a semi-cancellation. He, I'm hoping he kind of, Chooses to bring it back, but there was online drama about about him and something that he said and did and his reputation, and it was just like totally ridiculous and totally unfounded. Um,
0: and even if like it, if, if there are degrees of this stuff. You know, it's okay to be stupid and ignorant and say something stupid and ignorant, right. and yeah, not have arrows thrown at your heart. Have someone yeah. like come up to you and shake your shoulders and go. Do you know how stupid and ignorant that is? And then you have the conversation and you go, oh, my God, that was very stupid and ignorant. I get it. And that promotes change and that promotes coming together. It's not For like this- sure, yeah.
1: it's I mean, it's, it's basically um, uh, there is there is a sort of puritanical kind of outlook in the independent
0: crime fiction community and really oh this is good i didn't okay well let's dive into all of this independent crime fiction community (laughs) i want i want to join this cult if i if i write better in crime can i join the cult (laughs) and so
1: i i try to advertise as much as possible that i'm not a part of it but basically Mm -hmm. and again i would want anyone listening to this to actually read scotch's piece in um The Pulp Modern issue, I forget the the number, but it came out last fall, and he kind of explains it all. But basically, um, there's there's just a whole kind of scene of people. They all review each other's books. They all sort of promote the exact same ideas, the exact same politics. And if anyone, even in a good-natured, good-faith way, just sort of steps outside of that, they can reasonably expect to be attacked and basically there's a guy who um i don't need to mention his name but i don't like him he is a guy who reviews a lot of uh people's books and so he's kind of he's kind of got a lot of friends because they all need a review from him and he um he basically writes kind of you know Friendly, you know, safe. Uh, I heard uh, Alec describe it once as uh, Dexter fan fiction, but sees himself, <laughs> kind of a, sees himself as kind of a himself um, as kind of a a an edgy guy. And Scotch made a comment, sort of joking about uh, maybe this guy will review us because this guy wouldn't like anything that switchblade does because it's just not in line with what he does and so because of this joke which was totally harmless this guy posted a video and he was basically just crying in this video it was so absurd it was just such a fake
0: what a pussy i'm, I'm a victim <laughs> Hashtag tony said what a pussy
1: <laughs> yes and so and so you know I wasn't like I wasn't thinking about even talking about this on the thing, but I know basically... we might be
0: giving him too much air, here, but go ahead. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And
1: so basically, there was this huge pile on where all of his friends were just, "We support you and we protect you against this awful oh, guy." That God. And I didn't, I saw the video, I didn't know what would happen, what was happening. I didn't understand the whole context until it was later explained to me. But I just, you know, sent Scotch this message that said, you know, why did this guy just willingly post this video where he's, you know, he looks like he wants to cry. Like, why does he want people to see this video? It just doesn't make any sense to me. It would be like uh, if someone said, you know, you were being this cruel bully i would be like you know i know tony i've seen him many times he's like a genuinely nice guy i would talk to you first right before i ever jumped on some kind of bandwagon about something you allegedly did and so i kind of sent him this uh you know just message of support and the reason i initially brought all this up was because not many people did not many people showed uh you know, switchblade the support. I didn't know that at the time, but I heard that later on. And because I wasn't one of those people, the fact that they were looking to do something um, that was a piece of fiction, LA stories that was totally outside anyone that would be the type of person that would participate in a pylon like that, that is one of the elements that contributed to why they wanted me
0: involved in this thing. So. so now now you make me even even more happy um to uh that that, that these right these writers sound like they're good people that you're uh yes, that you're definitely. on with
1: both of them really solid guys yeah
0: did so did I'm uh, not to go on too much about it but did scotch like was he the one that ran switchblade and then said yes. i'm just yes. and then he was just like let's just get out of the zeitgeist right now and
1: i just yeah i just i i yeah. don't I hope hope that he comes back for, because I mean, basically the only rule with switchblade was it had to be, you know, that was basically it. And there are just not a lot of places like that. And I'm a writer that that's something that when I sit down to write something, I don't, I don't think I need to go into that territory, but I just kind of end up there. Like that's my voice. And I liked having Switchblade there. And so I hope he does choose to do it down the road. He has he has individual projects. You know, he has this, he has some short stories. And I know he has another novel that he's kind of got down the line, but I hope
0: that he brings it back eventually. Um, well, yeah, I mean, he. Ha- I, I don't think, uh, I think he has to get Switchbladed back together because it's, so. it's just like, y- you can't acquiesce to these idiots it's you know and he had and he had something going which was a community thing and it's just like i mean you were there it was it was cool like it was really
1: there were were really cool authors that were involved exactly awesome awesome magazine
0: yeah so i mean yeah it's it's brutal i get it i ran this thing called cherry bleeds for 10 years which was a literary thing on um online Mm -hmm. and and we did print and we put together events and we did, um, it's, just, it's just hilarious. We did it from, 2000, well, I started it in 2000 and then I ended it in 2010. Um, and we put out so many issues and we had events and it was like, we had these events where it was like all women poets and, and stuff. And people would get on me on the magazine and go, you don't have enough women writers. And I'm like, well, actually, you know, the the ratio of submissions to us is about 95% dudes, 5% women. And what I do is I really try to look for more women to put on the, you know, and I kept getting accused of this until finally I went, why am I looking to put more women on the magazine? If it's 95% men and 5% women, guess what? It's just what's good gets on there. And if there's no women, then that's fine. And so this is before all of, you know, this lunacy blew up and I was just like, but it was just like, and that you know, I was in San Francisco, which is just the most, you know, there's so much hate in San Francisco since, like, it's <laughs> just like, right, they're so liberal. And I'm like, no, no, you, most of you suck. And I don't like, I love, I'm a San Franciscan at heart. So I could say that. But, um, but it's just, it's kind of mind blowing those little attacks. And you're just going, I'm not making a penny off of this. I'm losing money for 10 years just because I want to be around this. And it's fun. And it's just like, but people come after you. And yeah, these people, come after you who have no skin in the game they're yeah. not even writers they're, it's just like the it's it's mind-blowing
1: yeah i mean it's just you know the things that switchblade was getting attacked for it's just it was all happening around the time that people were wearing the merchandise online and you know other writers were seeing that and so it just became i i just it was getting too big it was getting too successful and it was just him doing it by himself and and they didn't like that
0: it's brutal it's hard to do something like that by yourself and it's just like people don't realize you're not sitting there counting all your money yeah no, and i mean (laughs) both of you guys
1: if you you know if if identity and diversity is the thing that's the most important to you and not the quality of the writing they both publish people that check all the lists you know they they both are if you just if you just look at the people that they're associated with yeah like they support all of that but they're not the type of guys that talk about it they're the type of guys that say I like what this person put out I like their story I like what they did and that's the reason and it's genuine like I know both of them and that's that's how it is and that was that was a big part of why i was so excited to be involved in this i just i like what they stood for both of them
0: and it's about being genuine instead of checking off the boxes and that's what drives me nuts now because people are checking off the boxes pretending to be genuine about 80 percent of the time especially in hollywood and it's just like yeah "Yeah, i know you guys if if you know if racism was in and making more money you guys would be doing kkk movies i you know i know who you are i know who you are in your head
1: right 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 yeah yeah Mm -hmm.
0: So so on that, what um these are grindhouse. So grindhouse. Can you define what grindhouse means for uh, us, ignorance? Well, it's it's kind of uh,
1: um, you know a grindhouse movie is like a like an exploitation B movie from the seventies or eighties, and I think they all have that kind of a feel. One term that Alec came up with that I liked was all you know all three of us writes crime fiction i'm i'm more just exclusively crime fiction alec does a lot more um, he does more horror too Um, um and scotch i guess he would mainly be crime fiction i'm not sure how he would define himself but that these stories are grime fiction that these are just uh everything in each story has some element that is just hopefully very unapologetically disturbing, very, very gruesome, very graphic. And you know, you know what you're getting into when you look at the cover. Alex said, uh I my goal with this cover was that people that can remember going into the porno section of a VHS uh <laughs> uh rental store and
0: don't make me joke on see- my coffee, that's so funny. <laughs>
1: You see, you know, you see a you see a porno that's been rented so many times that uh, <laughs> it's probably worth watching, but uh, you don't. But it's want so to
0: sticky, it. you can't pull yeah, it out. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so I
1: don't know. I don't know if your listeners can easily get a look at the cover, but it's a pretty brilliant cover that um that Scotch designed. That basically yeah. it looks it looks that way, and I'm pretty and, sure and that's, that's like, like
0: adult bookstore.
2: That's pretty cool. <laughs> I'm,
1: pretty sure i don't want to ruin my chances down the road i can tell you when we're not recording but i'm pretty sure i lost uh, a chance to get in at a certain bookstore in la because i didn't i I don't know i don't know the reason but one bookstore just took it and they were happy to take it and then another one they just uh they looked at it
0: and they're like yeah
1: we'll get back to you and i never even heard like a a no
0: (laughs) yeah there was a cover Oh my god that's funny the old it it's so it's so interesting how available pornography is now and how in order yeah. to, in order to even see naked ladies in motion, you had to go behind a red velvet curtain <laughs> next to the Disney section where a family's trying, a family's trying to pick out, you know, let's,
2: let's see a, let's see a wholesome movie kids.
0: And you're like, kind of walk by and like, you know, sneaky, you know, sneak enough, go into the, uh, you know, just like kind of go, oh, I'm just going behind this curtain because, you know, and it's one so of my hard. favorite.
1: One of my favorite lines in the whole book that um, Alec wrote his story, Temple of the Rat, before um, Scotch and I wrote ours. And there is this um, conservative uh, Christian radio host named Hank Shepard. He's kind of like an early Rush Limbaugh type. He's very tied into the, the elite Reagan uh, crowd in this, in this period. And he regularly reviews movies for his conservative religious audience and tells them how terrible they are and how just, you know, awful it would be if any of you went to see it. And he says, I went to go see this movie Caligula. (laughs) He says, I left after the first hour and a half.
0: (laughs) That is hilarious. I left after the orgies. i just had to i had to sit and make sure how bad it was (laughs) it's so cool it's just like uh it's like you you know it's like he's going in there taking one for the team he's like there's a new bathhouse in town so i went there for eight hours i just wanted to make sure it was bad and boy it's it's not good it's not good for the congregation here so (laughs) that's funny oh my god well um when, so did you have this novella already or did you, uh, did, did you guys go, hey, we got to come up with uh, something that's hitting like right around 100 pages? Well, so yeah, so basically they had they, Alec, I think
1: Alec was the instigator of the idea and he had Scotch on board and they needed a third guy. And just, you know, because of, you know, my writing and some of the stuff that we've talked about, um, they asked me. And so basically... The, the guideline from them was um, the um, 20,000 words, roughly 20,000 words, and that it had to be set in LA between 79 and 81, and that it basically just needed to be a very uh, screwed up type story. And then other than that, it could be about anything. And so my story is about a, a male escort um, from Ohio, like myself um
0: wait and were you also a male escort
1: <laughs> it's uh it's a lot of awkward explanations of how there are certain elements of uh my biography in that character i uh, i have uh-huh. this you know kind of religious background i i got away from but uh <laughs> i was never a male escort no <laughs> um but never know. Uh, I mean, I, I, there's, <laughs> exactly i there's now.
0: been guys, I, I, there was one guy I'd been friends with for a few years and I was joking about something and, and it was just like, he did make his money off giving blowjobs for a couple of years and it was wow. just kind of like, Whoa. And then it's just like, wait, it's that can't, that, that can be in people's history. You know, it's just like, well, it for makes sure. sense. And I mean, a big,
1: a big thing that um, Alec kind of was important to him was that, you know, if you, if you talk about, New York during the period of Taxi Driver, you know, when that was set, people are aware of how just wild it was. It was crazy, but it didn't really seem to him that it was as widely known how crazy LA was. And so this was going to be a book that would sort of expose that through fiction to people. Uh, But basically the whole point of of the character being that was I really like the movie American Gigolo with Richard Gere. I think yeah. that's a terrific movie. Yeah. Uh you know, I just it 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 kind of the script sort of falls apart a little bit at the end, but it's just it's such a cool movie, it's such a unique style and it's so influential to to the way the 80s felt culturally to people like um call me by blondie is from that movie right uh, you know um armani became a popular brand you know it was around but it became really popular after richard Gere would wear those suits
0: oh Gere. really is that where yeah. that's where armani kicked in was yeah
1: i mean it really it
0: really kind of took
1: off because huh. of the style of the character that richard Gere played in that yeah. and so did Richard Gere do,
0: do? Do you remember? Did he do full frontal in that movie? He did yeah, I think yeah. that's
1: the first time yeah. that a mainstream star ever did that. I think that that was the first one. Yeah, yeah. But it was just uh, you know, something that like I had read Alex. I know Scotch is kind of some, <coughs> excuse me, somebody that um, his writing is kind of always just in in the gutter. He just he that's his home. And so, you know, my love of that movie, it, 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 really, it really inspired me to, to kind of go into that territory. I knew that it really wouldn't be something that either of their stories would cover. And so basically this character, who's a male escort, he's just, uh, you know, the, basically the top one in L.A. All of the, uh, all the rich uh, women and men who are aware of him, they, they hire him. And he's doing really good. He's just driving this fancy car. He's got this great life. And he discovers that a woman from his past, who is this bodybuilder, has discovered that he is in L.A. and she is hacking people to death with a tomahawk to get close to him and you slowly find out the levels of their relationship and why she knows him. And it is a really inappropriate relationship. And so basically when you said, you know, did I have the idea? Um, Even though I really kind of stick to crime fiction, I'm a big fan of Vladimir Nabokov. Mm -hmm. Um, The way that he portrays just completely inappropriate relationships, it's just such a just, troubling uh, unique and also beautiful but also disturbing experience to read his books because he was a guy who was focused on writing stories about middle-aged men having relationships with underaged girls children and when you read his books it's disgusting but you see that these characters Are genuinely in love and the way that he just kind of confronted that was something that like I knew that I was going to write something like that someday and uh my my girlfriend you've met my girlfriend Jen um Mm -hmm. she's she's got a whole theater background she's a writer she's got a she's got a cooking blog that she does she edits all of my stories and so sometimes if I'm like kind of telling her about an idea she'll just give me something that she knows I haven't read and she gave me the play "The Goat" by Edward Albee. Have you ever read this play? Oh no, no, "The Goat" is. I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to spoil too much for anyone that's never seen it. I've never actually seen it perform, but I've read the play many times. But it's well, about.
0: Well, it. we'll do a spoiler alert. Go ahead. and Spoiler. Spoil alert. It. Okay.
1: Spoiler. Yeah. Alert. Okay. So, it's a a middle aged man, a successful middle aged man who, um, he's celebrating an anniversary with his wife. This is an educated guy um he the wife and uh the friends except for his buddy are off are off uh, stage and he tells his buddy you know i gotta confess something to you i'm cheating on i'm cheating on my wife with sylvia sylvia is a goat it's a (laughs) he's having he's having a relationship with a goat
0: it's more it's of an like, emotional affair, but yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> everything that it's going through the head of you or your listeners that, you know, why that's a bad idea. The other guy says, you know, you can't do that. You can't, you can't, you can't have a relationship with a goat. And he, at the same he, time,
0: he, is it really cheating?
1: <laughs> I, I just, he, to the character in the play, it is because it's not a, a, uh, a, a kick or a kink it is he was at this farm and he looked into the eyes of this goat and unlike any other woman he's seen since he was married he fell in love he fell in wow love. this is this
0: is so whacked
1: yeah and so and so I gotta, a, this, I gotta read yeah, no, this because i gotta see how this is pulled off yeah it's brilliant because i mean i know you know i know about your background and i have it's not the same but i have a religious background too and when i kind of got past it the thing that was my most guiding principle was I just got to be be someone that just says live and let live if someone's not bothering me what does it have to do with me and what Edward Albee is saying in that play I don't think he's he doesn't mean to provide any answers but he's kind of asking you how far are you going to take that and you have to just sort of listen to it and think like Okay, is it okay with this guy's doing? I'm not saying I have any kind of answer, he's not saying he has any kind of answer, but it's a very, very intriguing thought experiment. And so you know,
0: I love, I love, yeah, because great stories, there is a question to them. Yes, you, you yes. should walk away and go, huh? It's it, it should open a question. Now, for yeah, me, I'm, just I'm little... hearing hearing that, I'm yeah. like, You got you if you're in an intimate relationship with someone. You have to tell them that you're having sex with a goat. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> it, that's it. It's just because you got to be open and intimate and go, hey, look, you know, I love having sex with you, but there's this goat and I fell in love with this goat. And is that going to still work?
1: <laughs> I want to do a little meme of you and a quote and just put that quote right at the bottom <laughs>
0: Yeah and then I'll, and then I'll be like goat boy for the rest of my life and be like <laughs> you know I wrote a few novels too and they'll, and they'll be like oh you're the goat dude. <laughs> and so you
1: know it was basically I have you know a lot of writers people will ask me when they they know that I write like do you ever experience writers block like no I I don't it's really for me it's just about having the time to sit down and get something done and doing it when I know that the time is right. There are certain things that I have in my head that I know I'm going to do someday, but it's just, I'm not good enough yet. I haven't done the right research yet. I'm not, you know, at the right place emotionally, but I all, I have so many stories that I want to do. And I knew I wanted to do something that had sort of been uh, instigated by how much I liked that play how how much it just sort of broke my brain the
2: mm-hmm. first time
1: that I read it and how um, how I uh, the same thing with the, the Vladimir Nabokov novels and so when which they told I still, me still that,
0: need to read I've never read Lolita it's on my bookshelf still and people are made, like Tony you as a novel like novelist and novel fan insatiable novel fan you have to read that book and i'm like ah oh, i gotta get to it i really gotta get yeah, to it's it.
1: it's really i mean it's just there's so many things about it i mean it's just he's writing that in his third language and so there are parts of that book where you're sitting reading that book and you think this guy is this much of a master of the english language after first learning russian then German and then English and he's that good. It's just like I have times where I'm like I just I should just give up. It's just he's so good. There's no, oh. there's no way to try. Like it's it's that level. You know? And isn't
0: that great? Is that, yeah, I mean yeah. I love that sinking feeling of I'll <laughs> like when I read certain novels and I'm just like I'll never be able to get here. And then it's mm-hmm. like and I hate it and I hate the people I I I, I, <laughs> I there's a rage that comes out that's just like I've done everything wrong in my life, but it's just so beautiful to go, yeah. oh, but that's out there. Oh, yeah. but and 90% of the books suck anyway. So <laughs> it's the, the just keep writing what I would like to read. But it's just so beautiful when someone yeah. just where, where it's just a, it's almost a mic drop. You're like, all right, novels are finished. What do we do next? Yeah. So, yeah. And I mean, at the same time, when
1: you think about the time that he published it, you could, when you read it, you can understand this was very threatening to people like they had to ban that book. And I, I, I don't agree. I would never agree with any book banning, you know, you don't, you don't like it. Don't read it. Exactly. You can, you can understand the perspective of the people that like they're just, they're just, you know, having their, their, you know, their lives. And they, this guy writes this particular book, which has no, no obscene words in it. You know, he has, he has that rule throughout the entire book. There's nothing actually, obscene so it's like you're putting together the picture in your own head which makes it even more more unsettling you know Um, another really good one of his is laughter in the dark Uh, that's oh yeah yeah I would I would definitely you know if you're going to do two Nabokovs those would be the top two I think
0: if I'm going to do a threesome with Nabokov I gotta I'll just Yeah, I'll have, uh, you know, it's, it's, I was, I was even when I got up today, I was just like, why do I have 10 books in my bed? (laughs) Just like, there's always books in my bed, but usually it doesn't get this bad. There's usually one or two, you know, it's just like, why is this accumulating? (laughs) It's, um. It's funny, but you know, I doubt I doubt Lolita would even get past a sensitivity sensitivity editor today at these publishers because absolutely, yeah, because yeah. we're 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 in times that are more puritan than then. Yeah, it's crazy, for sure.
1: absolutely, yeah, and that's that's another thing about uh, Alec too. Like Alec is very proud to tell people he doesn't have sensitivity readers. So it's like you know, if anybody's yeah. listening to this that wants to put out a story that. Covers what he publishes, uh, Pulp Modern and then Uncle B Publications, which put out this book. He doesn't care about that stuff. You know, I just we it's shouldn't. Just it's a, it's
0: the problem, and the problem with that is the human condition is not sensitive yeah. and life is not sensitive. So, why would we pretend like you know, everything's it, nothing's fine? <laughs> life isn't fine, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. We're, yeah, we're, we're in a mess of the human condition. And then the, the actual thought of, um, oh, wait, no, no, everything is great and fine. And let's not, not, you know, pretend like it's not. It's just like, what?
2: Yeah, no, it's yeah, bad.
0: Yeah. Everything's like bad. Yeah. <laughs> I just sort of
1: an overall message of this book that kind of ties into uh, something that Alec put in his story and something that is in mine is the way the people at the top, I don't, you know, I don't, I'm not a, you know, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm not, I don't think that this is like a, you know, like, I don't think it happens the way that it happens in the story, but the way that the people at the top kind of use a certain sort of ideology to control the way people behave and the way that it was at the beginning of the eighties, the time that this book is set was, you know, Reagan comes in and, you know, there's, Fallwell, and there's the whole conservative Christian thing, yeah. and, and that's that reigns until roughly '92, and it's all over. And now, the equivalent of that is this sort of puritanical woke, uh, you know, sensitivity readers. Yeah, everything is everything is your outward identity and not who, who you are on the inside. Yeah, and something that happens I don't want to spoil it for people but you know that towards the end of Alec's book Alec kind of portrays this fictional character that's sort of like the first uh, you know woke person in 19 in 1980 you know and so it's like she's kind of getting the whole thing started for what, what we are going through right now yeah. and that it's, it's just kind of the same thing you know I mean it really it really is pretty similar even though it's you know politically opposite ideologies they're both just really puritanical and they're both they're both uh detrimental to good writing i think
0: yeah oh i agree yeah. and the and it's just what i don't know if i read this the other day but someone said wouldn't have been cool if just like Hankley did get the kill shot on reagan <laughs> like <laughs> like where would we be now and it's just like that, that might be really cool like that, that, that if, if that could have happened what you know the Maybe that's a sci-fi book that someone needs to write of what oh, that's a, the. That's the write, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, 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 what's the? I can't write it because I'm not. Uh, what do you call it? Like I got too many other ideas. Just like yeah. you know, like what we're talking about. It's just like you got a, yeah, yeah. like writer's block when people are like, oh, I have an idea for a story and they want to tell you so you can use it and you're like, yeah, I'm not gonna use it. <laughs> You have no idea how much much I don't want to use it because it's how you craft it. And then when I get like students who are just starting to work on something and they're like, I'm scared someone's going to take my story. And I'm like, don't worry about it. It's (laughs) not going to happen because we're working on our own stuff and you'll bring your own voice to it. And when it gets closer to publication, you'll find out three other people did similar themes and stories just because the ideas are in the air but we're all different. We're all going to have a different take on it.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I've had so many things lately where I published something on a certain subject and then I saw, you know, a big movie that kind of covered something very, very similar. And I've had people say like, Oh, you know, I thought yours was better. And I just, you know, it's just, I wish mine had the exposure of the much bigger project, but it's just a sign. Like I'm, I'm doing the right thing. I'm trying to do the right thing where I choose the things that matter to me. And I'm just going to keep going in that direction. Exactly. Wait, what, uh, what God,
0: oh, so what, wait, what, what was your religious background?
1: Uh, Pentecostal Christian. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, yeah.
0: Pentecostal's a trip, man. That's that's, yeah, yeah. that's big. That's like right up there with the Jehovah's witnesses.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, <laughs> I, uh, I never had to do like the door-to-door thing, but um, there are there are quite a few things in the background of the two fictional characters in the book. Like uh, the scene is set much earlier in the book, but basically there's a scene where uh, a character has to burn her David Bowie record. There's like a book burning. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, you just change that to the mid-90s and that was something that I actually saw. Yeah. And it's just, it's coming to me right now. I I've read Jesus jerk and I forget if this is in the book. I think it is, but it's the movie is coming to my mind more clearly where, um, Gabe, the, the, the protagonist, Gabe, he looks down and he asks his dad if he could have a beer. And suddenly his dad just says like, yeah, yeah, you can have a beer. And it's like, he's, he's sort of picking up on, um, how unhappy the adults that are pushing this thing onto him are, he can see it and he knows that they're unhappy, but they don't th- they don't know that he can see that they're unhappy. I-, I had that from that same feeling from such an early age before I could even really like articulate why I felt that, that I was supposed to just do this thing and say these words and get baptized. And if I did yeah. all these things and live this way, I would be happy. But the people that were telling me this were people that I knew that weren't happy. Like I just, I just kind of felt it. And the more I learned, the more I learned that I was mostly right. I mean, with some people, you know, that's what they want to do. And I think I encourage anyone to do whatever they want to do. But it was just something that was that was never, never for me. And wow. I always I always knew that. I just even before I really had the words to describe it or knew that there were people that were just like, yeah, yeah, I'm not affiliated with any religion. You know, I, before I knew that, I knew in my heart that it wasn't for me.
0: See, that's, that's, like that you're very advanced and Gabe and Jesus Jerk is very advanced, more advanced than I am because I was in the belief system, like into, like into my late 20s. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Uh, but, you know, that would be boring for a story. It's just like, and now yeah. the first the first epiphany comes at 18, you know, and it's just like, oh, great. How long is this, you know, epic? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's it's uh, it, it's the, the, the religion's interesting because <clears throat> it's I feel like it's important for some people. And it's, you know, it, and people don't like that I say that. And, you know, cause they want, they want it to be, yeah. you know, black and white. And it's just like, well, religion's black and white, but I don't think in black and white, I think in gray, right. you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know.
0: All right. Um, anyway. So the recording stopped right when we were talking about religion when yeah, I was just, yeah. and, and I think it was divine interference going, you know what guys. <laughs> No, you don't get to talk about religion.
1: (laughs) I just, you know, I mean, I I grew up with people that uh, I'm guessing you probably did, too, where that's what they thought. They thought that, you know, if they lost their car keys, you know, the man in the clouds will help them find their car keys. Right,
0: right to an extent yeah and then it's just like and then if someone gets hit by a car and dies it's like okay well did the man in the sky set that up too you know it's yeah, just, no, and then and
1: then it's it's uh we can't know the plan you know? right exactly you can't know the plan
0: right so there's all this double talk about yeah. how you know when bad stuff really goes down it's it's in the divine plan but if you do find your keys then god helped you find find your keys and
1: Gets, gets credit for the good and not the bad things that the divine being, if they have the powers that they say that the divine being has, should be able to control.
0: This is, and this um, brings us back to sensitivity editors. They might have been great for the Bible. If we had sensitivity editors for the Bible, we may be in a completely different place. And I would be totally down with sensitivity editors.
1: Just something that I I just in my experience of seeing how many people lived a double life.
2: Yeah. That they were
1: outwardly a good religious person, and then just all these horrors were going on. There are a lot of characters in Lady Tomahawk that do that, and there are many many cases where it is just pure cynicism. Have you ever seen Have you ever seen the movie um, Marjo documentary from the seventies? you Ever seen no. that movie? no great great film it won best documentary sometime in the mid 70s i can't remember the year off the top of my head but it's just a great movie where a um a young boy who in the in the 50s i think was sort of a famous for being the, the america's youngest preacher he was his name was a combination of mary and joseph Uh, just, Mm. just terrible name you know terrible terrible name yeah and he you know he would marry people and he was this big deal and then this movie in the 70s is him getting back into preaching and he is doing another tour but he explains privately to the filmmakers my parents used to Beat me like a trained, you know, animal, but they would, you know, smother me so there would be no bruises, so I would properly perform these basically magic tricks. They didn't believe it. I never believed it. I've never believed in God. It's all just a game that you go in to a room of vulnerable, vulnerable people, and you do these little tricks to show them that you're a voice of God. And he says, "I'm going to show you privately." how these tricks are done. And then I'm going to go tell these people that I am genuinely trying to get my ministry back. And he shows you how to do it. He says, this is how you get some little old lady to give up all the money in your cookie jar. This is how you get her to think that, you know, the injury that she has has been healed by God. This is how you get someone to talk in tongues. There are a lot of people that are that cynical that just it's just a totally you know it's just it's nothing but profit and I'm gonna like get money off of the week but I don't think that they're in the majority I think that most people genuinely believe it and they feel that they need to just hide whatever whatever sin is going on in their lives for the sake of all of the lost souls that they need to bring to Jesus and that all of these people that just I, I mean there's there's a bunch of conservative Christians in my in my you know my novella that have a, an orgy in John Wayne's old house. And they don't think that there's anything wrong with this. They think that this is an important part of the progression of their spiritual lives. And it's not something that is cynical or hypocritical to them. And that was like a very, very important point to me. And I just I, I, I can't live. I can't think like that. I just, I don't, I don't understand it. I don't have, know how somebody just goes through their day thinking that way, but there are people that, that do. You know,
0: it's, And I, I, cause I've thought of that as well, cause it's just like, I know how a cult works. I feel yes. like I could start a cult tomorrow. I have the tools because I've been on the other side of the manipulation and brainwashing, but mm. every core of my soul could never, ever do that. It's, it's like the knowledge is there, but yeah. there's, it's, it's just um, it's, it's, it's unfathomable. And then, but when, and, and when, and then I know that there's people like, you know, you know, let's just say the Jehovah's witnesses. I know there's elders and I know there's people who are higher up in the hierarchy of the organization who truly believe they're, they're, they're not there. Yeah. You know, and I think the majority is truly believing and then there's people that are kind of pulling the strings and going, and even saying, "Well, if this is wrong, at least we're giving people a good life." And they kind of like re- yeah. reason they go it these
1: gymnastics, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. And it's just like, no, 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 no. That's not how you treat other humans. <laughs> you know, you yes. don't come in with a lie. And then go, oh, crap. Well, you're so stupid. I'm going to keep telling you this lie anyway, because this money is awesome. You know, I just yeah.
1: I mean, if I had it in me to somehow live with that contradiction, I might still be involved in the church. I might. But I just yeah. I don't I don't. It's just something that was never there. I don't.
0: You froze for a second. I think that's and also I think that's why we're writers. Yeah. Um, I hope it's not on my end. The technical difficulties today, we're, we're taping on the summer solstice. So this will air right after, you know, in the tomorrow. Anyway, oh, you're back. It's really yeah, it interesting. Pretty- the technical errors we're having and it's like the summer <laughs> solstice. And I'm trying to think like what other thing, what other um, energies are out there and gravitational poles and You know, and and, and, you know what's funny? We keep talking about religion and God keeps coming down and going,
3: you're wrong. You
1: are wrong. (laughs) Guy in a beard sitting on the cloud watching this.
0: (laughs) You know, you look at the depictions of, you know, God with a beard. What a sexy dude, because he's always got kind of like long flowing hair. He's a little pissed (laughs) off. He looks like he could be in a death metal band. You know, it's just like. He's like, I'm going to start a, uh, you know, I'm going to start a doom metal band or I'm going to be God. What should I do?
1: <laughs> I'm kind of writing something about uh, Mormons right now. And there's a lot of artistic renderings I've found that are like very much exactly that.
0: <laughs> oh, wow. So when <laughs> you're writing, when you're writing about Mormons, do you could, do, are, do you dive in? Are you diving into the theology and trying to find other Mormons to talk to, to, do you do that later? in the story? Uh, Yeah, I have,
1: I have, I have a couple friends that are, Ex Mormons that have given me some pretty pretty valuable stuff. Um, there are. Pa- I have a copy of the Book of Mormon. It's 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 pretty unreadable. It's pretty bad. Yeah. Um, but there are because it's a all few- it's
0: all authored by Joseph Smith, right? So it's just it's
1: yes, yes. Uh, yeah. well, well, I mean, it's 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 uh, you know, a year and a half after he was convicted of fraud. He found some golden plates that were out in the woods and it was all uh, meant for him to transcribe directly. So, you know, he didn't, if you're a Mormon, he didn't, you know, write it, but um, right. I don't remember the exact percentage, but something like, you know, over 60 percent of the sentences in the Book of Mormon were from previously published books that, uh, you know, he oh. would have had access to something like that. I don't remember the exact amount. But. And
0: you know what? That equals the self-help books that are out there today where they all rip <laughs> yeah. each other off. It's like, this is the secret. And it's just like, this is the whisper. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> just like going, You yeah. guys are all saying the I mean, same just, stuff. The real the real thing
1: with that that's just so fascinating to me is. The reason, you know, he lived in an area where there were a lot of guys trying to start religions. Yeah, it was just it, it was the really... it
0: was that era, right? Because that's like the mid-1800s. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah, where 1800s. a lot of stuff happened. It...
1: Yeah, and his is still with us, you know, it's still yeah. around. And the main reason is this guy, It just by all accounts, in my opinion, just from what I've learned is just he was just so charismatic yeah he had so much balls like he just had just things that no person could reasonably think they could just go out in their day and do he just he just did it and that's why that's why it took off it's just like the, the the charm the charisma the ambition of this one particular individual you know like how much humanity can change because one guy wanted to you know make some stuff up and uh yeah invent a, invent a religion that required every woman to have sex with him
0: well, i i agree <laughs> with that religion 100 percent. if i'm the good you know if, if you're like, gonna oh, yeah, yeah if you're gonna invent one
2: i could understand
0: <laughs> <laughs> let's see <laughs> we'll have we'll have we'll have weird underwear so when we do have <laughs> sex at least it won't be too bad i yeah i actually uh in all truth i don't get um I don't I'm like a relationship dude so I don't get that I'm like I have enough I have enough on my plate with one woman <laughs> who, who <laughs> needs more are you kidding it's it's like I'm really into like let's work together the two of us and I can't even fathom let's work together the four of us <laughs> it's
1: like he was he was 38 when he was murdered and
2: I, he did remember, all
0: that, and uh, he was murdered. He was murdered at 38, and he yes. started a religion. And people are reading his still, book like it's Bible.
1: Yes, and what I a mean, genius! Yes, exactly. Yeah, wow. I mean, you, know, you have Mitt Romney, who is still a prominent politician that is openly a, a believer of this whole thing. Wow, you know, a guy yeah. with actual power to actually change things in this world says. I believe in Joseph Smith and his golden tablets. I was going to say he had, I don't remember the exact amount, but it might be, I think, 32 wives at the time of his death.
0: Yeah. Too many, way too many. And, he, and more than one is way too many. I can't, I, I, yeah. But that could be my limitations. Maybe, maybe there are people out there who are, you know, maybe even women who are like, I need 17 husbands. And they are all powerful and can Compartmentalize and negotiate all the intimacy in their head.
1: Yeah, well, so you know, one of one of his later revelations, which is not uh, taught by the church anymore, um, uh, I learned about this from one of my ex-Mormon friends who told me he knows people that left the church when they, they were never taught this, and then when they read this, they were like, "Wow, this is just awful," and they basically left the church because of this, but. He would, you know, he would get the, you know, the message from God, and he would write it down. And the message from God that he got was God telling Emma, his first wife, by name, to be cool about the polygamy. <laughs> God, Emma, be cool about the polygamy. Don't get mad at him for this. Let him, let him do it. I want him to.
2: That's lost <laughs> awesome.
1: in the sky. It's just, you know, it's just, it's, uh... it's.
0: i I want that i want that my next relationship would be like be cool with tony not doing the dishes after you cook everything (laughs) just can you like just also do the dishes (laughs) this comes from god (laughs) but what's interesting and this is what i find in writing is we are tapping magic. We are, we are kind of tapping the divine. We, we it's, yeah. we are, we are doing something that's, that's, that's such a creative thing. So it makes sense that these people who write religious text, you know, that, that they can gain followers because we write what we write and yeah. people actually were, we're contributing to the mythology a little bit, nothing like yeah. Joseph Smith, but we contribute a little bit and people are affected and go, Cause there's just something about reading a great story where it's just like, you know, Oh, wow. And then they go, and Andrew Miller is a very charismatic guy. I'm going to, I'm going joining, I'm joining the, that cult.
1: Yeah. And I just, I just, it's, it's just such a, a, a much better position to be in, to just say, Hey, you know, this is, I'm Tony, and this is my book confessions of a teenage Jesus jerk, and you can read it and you can like it and you can take whatever you want from it. But Nothing's gonna bad is going to happen to you if you don't read it and you don't accept the message that you're someone that says that versus read this book or you're going to burn in hell. The first one of those two is such the obviously more confident and more moral place for an inju- individual to be, you know, like that's worth spending your time, whereas the second one is not. It just clearly isn't.
0: Yeah. No, I, I dated a girl for about uh, three months and she's like, I'm so sorry. You know, I didn't break up with her for this. I broke up with her for some other reason, but, but she's like, I'm so sorry. I haven't read your book yet. And I'm like, or seen your film. And I'm like, you understand that's not a prerequisite to any of this. <laughs> it's just like it's like I don't want you to see it or read it just because yeah. if you happen upon it and you care enough, okay. But yeah. it is it doesn't it, that's not a part of who we are, you know. It's right. like it's just yeah, like yeah, I, yeah, you yeah. Know, I'm not going to go to your work and look at your accounting and spreadsheets and go, <laughs> oh wow, that's the, I didn't know that's an interesting column to put the Excel spreadsheet in. You know, it's
1: yeah. No, I mean I I love when someone tells me they read something and it's like I'm not even thinking about that project at all and yeah. what motivated me to do it i love that i just love like oh, oh that's just it's such a great little thing in your day you know
0: yeah we're lucky we get to do this
1: yeah for sure
0: andrew thank you for coming on the show
1: thank you so much for having me man i, I really appreciate it i've heard there was
3: a secret chord that david played and it pleases Goes like this, the fourth, the fifth, the minor fall, the major lift, the baffled king. and from your lips she drew
2: the hallelujah. hallelujah 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 hallelujah
3: See, I used to live alone before I knew you And I've seen your flag on the marble arch. But listen, love, love is not some kind of hippie march, nor it's a cold and it's a very wasn't much, I couldn't feel, so I learned to touch. I've told the truth, I didn't come here to London just to fool you. And even though it all went wrong, I'll stand right here before the Lord of Song. With nothing, nothing on my tongue.
0: drinks with tony check out his lo- novella lady tomahawk in la stories three grindhouse novels next novel. week on the show we have jordan castro discussing his new book the novelist now go create magic by writing your story take in magic by reading stories and make sure to listen next week have a great weekend you're listening to 101.9 fm kpcr lp santa cruz